There are no ceilings on my life, obstacles that cannot be overcome, or barriers that can stand in my way. In fact, this is the greatest day of my life, and I am free to exercise all of the gifts and talents you have blessed me with. My hopes and dreams can manifest today, and I approach this moment with great expectation for miracles, breakthrough, and deliverance. I stand before you, Lord, naked, offering no excuses or justifications for my shortcomings and weaknesses. I come, Lord, seeking your standard and not those of men. I pray that you will forgive me my sins, known and unknown. Forgive every thought, deed, action, motive, or intent of my heart that is not lined up with your word, your will, or your calling and purpose for my life. Please forgive secret faults and uproot any seed of discontent that has been planted in my life. Forgive me, Lord, if I have held back the tide, and give me a heart to restore every person that I have wronged. Just as you forgive me, I forgive those that have wronged me, and I let go of any art, bitterness, or ill will that I have held in my heart. I will not allow sin and bitterness to cut off the flow of blessings into my life. I repent right now in the name of Jesus, and I receive the power of the blood to cleanse me from all iniquity. I come before you, Lord, with a heart that is after your own, and a mind that has stayed on you. I thank you, Lord, for saving me from myself and the consequences of sin. I surrender, Lord, and give you total and complete reign over my life. I willingly submit to you in thanksgiving and praise. I thank you, Lord, for the relationship and fellowship that you have allowed me to share with you. I thank you for every moment, prayer, word, and opportunity to gain revelation and understanding concerning you. Forgive me for the times I have taken you for granted or moments where I have allowed my focus and discipline to slip. I choose you, Lord, in all of your benefits and denounce all ties and fellowship with the world. I have no place in the world and denounce everything that it offers. You have given me a choice, Lord, and I choose to be in covenant with you. I have crossed the line of no return, and I will not look back. Each day I am getting more and more like you and growing further and further from this world. My reality in Christ is more real than what my natural eyes behold, and I know that you are not a million miles away. You are right here with me every step of the way. I will have confidence in you, Lord, concerning every situation I face, every decision I make, and every temptation in my path. Give me an ear, Lord, to hear your instruction, eyes that will not be deceived, and a heart that will remain faithful. My life has been built on the foundation that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You died on the cross for my sins, and your blood was shed for me. I exercise total faith and confidence in my belief that death was powerless to hold you in the grave, and that you rose again and resurrected every dead thing. I receive your resurrection power and declare that there is no dead thing in my life. I speak life in all things pertaining to me. Even now, Lord, I pray that you will breathe life into my relationships, my home, my dreams, my career, and my calling and purpose. Let there be no cracks in my foundation and restore every bone that has been broken. I pray, Lord, that dead branches be pruned for me and my harvest bear much fruit. I offer no resistance and pray that all ungodly distractions be pruned for me, whether they are people, unhealthy relationships, environments, dead situations, ungodly influences, or anything that is not expedient for me. I distance myself right now from every dead thing and release them from my life in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that I have inherited life through your sacrifice, forgiveness for my sins through your blood, revelation through your word, and I have been empowered by your spirit. 
I take precious time, Lord, to fully grasp and consider what my relationship with you means. Help me to never lose sight of the fact that I have an adversary that must be fought each day. My adversary is the world and Satan who is the friend of this world. The world around me is not my home and each day it becomes more a reflection of Satan, its prince. I am not ignorant to Satan's devices and I understand that the world is designed for my destruction. The allurement of pleasure and the temptations that cross my eyes are for the purpose of robbing me of everything I have inherited through Christ. Every trap, every lust, and the pride that is in the world are set against me on all sides. The hope that I have is impatiently walking according to your word and staying firm to the covenant I have made with you. The world cannot strip me of my authority, but I can hand it over. I will not be deceived by what I see, hear, or how I feel. If it is not of God, then it is for my destruction. Help me, Lord, to see the spirit behind the temptation. The word tells me that Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I rebuke and bind every influence that seeks to draw me away from you. For it is nothing more than a gateway to hell and will rob me of my eternal destiny. Father, I know you are able to do all things, and there is nothing that is impossible for you. Right now, Lord, I remember my first love. And I am prepared today to exercise faith in the light of circumstances. Sacrifice my own wants and desires in order to embrace yours. Stand on the word of God, even if it causes me to be peculiar. Deny my flesh and feelings, regardless of the temptation, and not make decisions based on what I see or think. I will forget about the past and press towards the mark. I will walk as a prophet of God, put my head up, and if anybody is there to encourage me, then I will encourage myself. I will not be ashamed to follow the examples of Christ, even in the face of persecution. To think differently in the light of the negative labels and slander I may endure. Nor will I be afraid to take a stand in the minority, even if it seems as if the whole world is standing against me. I am willing to abstain when others are eager to participate. To speak out when my words may cause me to be ostracized. And to believe the Bible, even when it is the unpopular thing to do. In other words, I am prepared to live like Jesus. I release my faith right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever situation I'm in, whatever I'm dealing with, and regardless of what odds are against me, I will be steadfast and unmovable. I am an elite company and encompassed about by a great cloud of witnesses. The words of this prayer will comfort me, build up my spirit, man, and encourage me in the way. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down Satan and his forces of darkness from any involvement, activity, or distractions in this prayer. I commission my angels to come against every thought, feeling, influence, and hindrance that is set against me. I stand in the gap for my family and friends and pursue the Lord with all of my heart. Even as I hear the words of this prayer, my body is regenerating itself. My body is preparing itself for another productive day. My body is developing according to your plan and health is being released in all of my organs, tissue, bones, bodily systems, veins, arteries, and muscles. My brain is processing the information consistent with your word and filtering out everything that is not of you. My heart is being protected from all ungodly influences and my innocence is being guarded. I have and will always have a sound mind that is saturated in your word. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke evil spirits from attaching to me in any way, shape, or form. They have no place, familiarity, or invitation in my life. They do not enter into my eyes, my ears, my mind, or my heart. My spirit man has victory over them all the days of my life. 
In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down and break all generational curses. I decree by the blood of the Lamb and the power given to me as joint heir with Jesus Christ that I will not be the victim of physical, mental, or emotional abuse, nor will I have, serve, or entertain idols or false gods. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I decree that I am not a covenant breaker, and my yea is yea and my nay is nay. I pray, Lord, that you protect me from all hurt, harm, pain, and danger, and those that mean me ill will. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have the patience of Job, the meekness of Moses, the heart of David, the favor of Joseph, the ear of Samuel, the courage of Joshua, the wisdom of Daniel, the zeal of Peter, the love of John, the faithfulness of Abraham, and the boldness of Paul. I abide in the fruits of the Spirit all the days of my life, and even now these fruits are growing in me. Lord, help me to be a person of great faith consistent in good deeds and a constant encourager. I will continue to love you with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, and to love my neighbor as myself. In the name of Jesus and the power of your blood, I pray, Lord, that you are first in everything that I do, and I have no priority greater than you all the days of my life. I am eternally connected to you and have an expectation in heaven. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that my face be before the Lord always and that your angels encamp around me and deliver me. Order my steps in the word and design my days according to your will. The Lord touches my mouth and puts his words in it. Lord, I will go wherever you send me and speak whatever you give me to speak. I am not afraid of their faces because your sword protects me at all times. Father, you are my sustainer, my provider, my comforter, my guide, my strength, and most of all, my friend. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I equip myself right now with the whole armor of God that I am covered from head to toe in every aspect of my life. There should be no parts of my life that are exposed on the inside or out, but all should be covered by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I put on the helmet of salvation. I have been redeemed from all traces of poverty, and I rebuke and bind a poverty spirit. You supply all of my needs, and I am blessed all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus, I speak abundant harvest in my life. My bank accounts are overflowing, and my barns are full. The blessings of the Lord overtake and pursue me all the days of my life. I speak financial security and wholeness over my family, and the perfect will of God in my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and curse the spirit of death. I shall not see untimely death, nor shall death have any hold over me. I shall fulfill all of my days, months, hours, years, minutes, and seconds. I have divine order in my life, and death has no grip on me. A thousand shall fall by my side, and ten thousand by my right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, my feet are shod with the gospel of peace. Peace rests upon me and covers my mind and heart. I have peace in the midst of storms, chaos, and confusion. Your peace comforts me in times of trial and sustains me from being weary. It surpasses all understanding rendering logic helpless, and my faith sustains me. Father, you are an awesome God. You are not a million miles away, but right here with me each and every day. You walk with me, talk with me, and guide me every step of the way. You love me, and I rest in you, and I know that you are my God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have been empowered with the sword of the Spirit, and I have authority over all power of Satan. I rejoice and celebrate that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The sword of the Lord shall never depart from me, and I speak boldness into my spirit. I rebuke, bind, and cast down the spirit of fear. You have not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. When I walk through the waters, you are with me. 
When I go through the rivers, you help me. And when I pass through the fire, the flame does not kindle upon me. You have set your love upon me, and you protect me all the days of my life. The hedge of protection rests on me, and your fire shall be in my spirit. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, the shield of faith is an extension of my arm. My faith shall not fail me, and I trust in the Lord with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. If you said it, then I know that you will do it. You shall not withhold any good thing from me, and you are able to perform your word in my life. I fortify my faith by releasing the promises of God into my life. Every word you have spoken concerning my destiny shall be established and come to pass, and my enemies shall not prevail against me. In the name of Jesus, I pray over my marriage. I pray that my marriage will continue to be everything that the word of God called it to be. My marriage shall be built on faithfulness, trust, loyalty, and a mutual love of God. You shall be the head of my house, at the center of everything we do, and the word of God shall be the binding and final authority in all matters. I am God's ambassador in my house, and I shall cover my spouse all the days of my life, through my word, examples, character, and deeds. My marriage is blessed and washed in the blood, and shall weather any challenges that arise against it. Our love continues to grow stronger each day, as the Lord allows us to see more of him in one another. If I am single, then I confess total contentment within myself, wholeness in my life, patience to wait on God, and security in Christ. I am a person of high self-esteem and significant value to the kingdom. I will not compromise my covenant with God, nor will I allow fear to cause me to operate in the fleshly realm. I exercise complete and total control over my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I do not leave any doors open for Satan to sneak in. I understand that every relationship is not for me. Every person does not have my best interests. All that glitters isn't gold, and every sugary thing is not sweet. In the name of Jesus, I will not be distracted by counterfeits and wolves in sheep's clothing. I will not lower my biblical expectations, nor will I give in to the pressures of the world. I have total confidence in God and the plan that he has for my life. In the name of Jesus, I surrender my children to you, Lord and trust you to impart me with the ability and wisdom to raise them in the fear of the Lord. I make a commitment to my children to openly receive the instruction in your word on how to raise them, love them, and properly present them before you at that day. I pray that your calling and purpose will be fulfilled in them and ask that you guide and direct me in all matters concerning them. I shall be careful to represent you before them in everything that I say or do. I commit to live holy before them and set godly examples for them to follow. I shall not be a hypocrite, and I shall practice what I preach. I shall be a provider and protector for them, and make whatever sacrifices are necessary to ensure them a wonderful life. I shall fight to preserve their innocence and protect them from the brainwashing of the world. My expectation in them shall come to pass, and the blessings set out in your words shall be established in them. My children shall see you in everything that I say and do. In the name of Jesus, I seal my soul to the words of this covenant, that it is the declaration of my heart, that every word be lined up with the perfect will of God, and line by line with his understanding. Let the Lord Jesus Christ be the final arbitrator of my mind and heart, and that this covenant be in all ways pleasing in the sight of God. I thank you, Lord, that you love me, and that you hear me. I thank you, Lord, for a mind to share intimate fellowship with you. I thank you that these words shall be established in my heart and mind, that they shall be a part of me and guide and direct my paths at all times. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and this second chance. I look forward to your return, and I know that nothing that I have done or sacrificed has been in vain. 
Thank you for this life, who I am in Christ, and for all blessings you have bestowed upon me. Amen. 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 And you are listening to LPJ 64 for Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. Thank you for joining us tonight. <clears throat> we know it's the 4th of July and everybody's probably out enjoying the fireworks. But tonight, we're going to be talking about the National Sunday Law. Yes, National Sunday Law. So if you just joined us, or this is your first time, we thank you for joining us. Or if you've been listening all the time, we thank you for coming back. Yes. So we're going to go into Revelation chapter 13, verse 15 through 17. <clears throat> I'll be reading this from the Amplified Version of King James Version. And he is permitted also to impart the breath of life into the beast's image, so that the, sta the statue of the beast could actually talk and cause to be put to death those who would not bow down and worship the image of the beast. Now, let's just talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know, that takes you back to uh, the Old Testament where... In Daniel. Were, yeah, where they were, wanted them to bow down. Meshach. Meshach. Right? Those three, the three Hebrew boys. The three Hebrew boys. Mm -hmm. And they wanted them to bow down to the king. That's right. And, and they wouldn't do it. And exactly. They threw them into the furnace. That's and, right. Uh, because they went by. And it's going to <clears throat> come around again into our time. That's why we're going to talk about it. Right. Well, we, that's what I'm saying. We're going to talk about that just a little bit before we go to the next one. See. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to come around to our time. They may, may do the same to us. They may put us in the furnace. They may kill us. They're going to take our... Go to jail, uh, all of that. Go to jail. They're going to take our retirement, our social security. They're going to take our property from us. They're going to take... And that's why we're going to discuss all of that and okay. explain how okay. it gets to that point. Okay, all right. We're going to go ahead and uh, do... We're going to do 16, Revelation 13, 16. Also, he compels all alike, both small and great, both the rich and the poor, both free and slave, to be marked with an inscription stamp on their right hand or on their foreheads. 17. So that no one will have power to buy or sell unless he bears the stamp marked inscription, that is, the name of the beast or the number of his name. Mm. So we got to remember, <clears throat> it's like what he's, he was saying that it's going to come a time it's coming back to us again. And we're going to talk about Satan's goal is to destroy all Sabbath keepers. Our principal concern is to silence this sect of Sabbath keepers. We will finally have a law to exterminate all who will not submit to our authority. Well, it says that in the Bible. Oh, yes. <coughs> and, and, and see, right now people can't see that because they don't see. They, they, they until they pass the Sunday law. That's right. And that's what this is all about, Sunday law. When they pass the Sunday law, you and I will suffer the consequence because we are Sabbath keepers. Correct. We, we're really being that, that seven, 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 
is Saturday, not Sunday. And when they pass the Sunday law, it will be, you will go to church on Sunday and no other day. That's correct. And then we will be persecuted for breaking the law. That's right, because he's saying Sabbath will be the great point of issue. And the war, go ahead. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I mean, and you see, this is, uh, and maybe I'm jumping the bean, you know, jumping the carrot a little bit again, but this is, is, is showing the mark of the beast. Right. Uh, what day do we worship on? It, it's not this. 666 that right. the devil's got us food with. Correct. The devil's got us food that's going to be numbers and uh, and and uh, 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 right. uh, uh, a chip uh, or something like uh, that. Uh, uh, a chip in your hand. and, and uh, It's not that. The, the, the mark is who do you worship? What day do you worship on? That is the mark of the beast. It says right here when you can buy a sale. And, and you, what day you worship on? When uh, the uh, law be passed, the mm -hmm. Sunday law is passed, then that means you will not be able to buy or sell anything on that day. Right. On Sunday. <clears throat> That's correct. You will not be able to buy or sell anything on that day. That means you can buy and sell on six days, Monday through Saturday. And that is our Sabbath day, which is Saturday. We are not supposed to buy and sell anything on that day. Well, first of all, it's God's Sabbath. He's the Lord of the well, Sabbath. Yeah, we, it's God's Sabbath, mm -hmm. right? It's God's uh, Sabbath, which we celebrate. So, right. uh, well, that means we're not going to be able to sell anything. Right. So, they're going to lock us into Sunday, which that means we'll get caught buying or selling anything on uh, Sunday, we're going to go to jail. That's it, and that's what we're going to talk more okay. about to explain more to those who don't understand this. And the warfare to be waged in the last days, they will be united in opposition to God's people. All the corrupt powers that have apostatized from the regions to the law of Jehovah, in this warfare, the Sabbath of the fourth commandment will be the great point at issue. For in the Sabbath commandment, the great lawgiver identifies himself as the greater of heaven and earth. The Sabbath question is to be the issue in the great final conflict which all the world will act a part. See, we got to remember the substitution will be at last act in the drama. The substitution of the false for the true is the last act in the drama. With this, when this substitution becomes universal, God will reveal himself. When the law of men are exalted above the laws of God, when the powers of this earth try to force men to keep the first day of the week, know that time has come. For God to work. Yes. When you see that, and it will come. It's coming. Don't, don't think that it will not happen. Mm -hmm. You see that the Pope is talking about Sunday law, that it will it will help to bring peace. It will help the climate. It will help this, and it will help that. Mm -hmm. It's because it is Satan rising against Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. as he did in heaven. 
He wanted to create. He wanted the power. He wanted to control then. And God said, no. If you don't stop it, I'm going to kick you up out of here. And he didn't stop. And God did what? He kicked him up out of there. That's right. And so now it's coming back around again that he wants to control again. So now he's making his own, what? Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Which is Sunday. And we, we probably stay so long that we actually believe that this is it. This is the right day. So this is going to be the beef again between him and God. Not us. It's between him and God. Which now he's saying, uh-uh, this is the day. Sunday is the day. Mm-hmm. See, we got to remember, too, um, it is no surprise that the greatest nation on earth should be mentioned in prophecy. In prophecies, right. This is prophecy. It's, mm-hmm. not, what we're, it's not something that my wife and I are saying. If you get, if you buy this book right here, this book right here. National Sunday Law. I've got, I'll tell you in the end who will okay. buy. All right. Also, um, what John sees events shaping up in the United States that most definitely will affect you. We're going to go to Revelation 13 and we're going to go up to 11. Alright. Then I saw another beast rising up out of the land, etc. He had two horns like a lamb and he spoke a roar like a dragon. Hmm. So, and we're also going to go to Daniel 7, 23 and 7 chapter 23 in the Old Testament. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel chapter 7 and verse 23. All right, 23. Okay. So in Daniel chapter 7, verse 23, it says, Thus the angel said, The fourth beast should be a fourth kingdom on earth which should be different from all other kingdoms, and should devour the whole earth, tread it down, and break it in pieces, and crush it. So when the beast comes up out of the sea, it is represented in prophecy as rising amid many people and multitudes, which is a highly populated area. We're going to go to Revelation, the New Testament, Revelation chapter 17, Revelation chapter 17 and verse 15. And the angel further said to me, the the waters that you observe where the harlot is seated are races and multitudes and nations and languages. Mm -hmm. See, if you go from Old Testament to New, it lets you know they're speaking the same thing. So here you have a nation that is springing up out of the wilderness area instead of overthrowing vast and well-trained armies from the dense population of the old world. Well, this nation will be an area that was discovered. So what did they just when did they discover the United States? Well, you know they discovered the United States. What? So it came up. From out of the and earth. come about the about yeah about the earth, so it was discovered. So this it's our time. It's it's no different about the Bible yeah. talking about the United States as being this kingdom. 
And we one of supposedly the richest countries, United States. We the most uh, what they call it free, so they say free, liberal country there is right now. We are the most liberal country. Yes, we are. We are. Matter of fact, we are the most liberal country. There's nothing left. Yeah. That is right. And we gotta remember, Protestants will join hands with popery. When our nation should go so abjure the principles of its government as to enact a Sunday law, Protestantism will, in this act, join hands with popery. Results in union of Protestant and a cataclysm. There will be a national apostate, and when the state should use its power to enforce the decree and sustain the institution of the church, then will Protestant America have formed an image to the, the papacy, and there will be a national apostate which will end only in a national ruin. You can see it happening every day. It's happening every day. You can see what we just read. You can see that you happening. See it. All happening. the laws that are changing, that in reverse Roe versus Wade. I don't believe in abortion, but it, it's the way that they've done it. Well, if you look at, they reverse that. Mm -hmm. uh, just watch the pot boil over on other things. Oh, they're gonna start reversing everything. They're gonna start reversing rights, everything. Uh, gay and lesbian, which that's not right anyway. But it, it continues to roll. It's gonna roll there. the clock mm -hmm. back. The hands on the clock is gonna back, back on a lot of other things because the world shakes so. That's all. is being fulfilled right now. It's being fulfilled. And it's gonna roll back on a lot of other things. We got a lot of things that's gonna come to pass that. They open the door with just this one thing because they don't hate. The world is ready for this. They, they were waiting on something new to happen, and it's, it's beginning right now. It's beginning right now. we got to remember that because the <clears throat> United States will pass a Sunday law. Protestants will throw their whole influence and strength on the side of the papacy, what they're doing now. And, and the world is going to think, wow. Look at here. Yep. Sorry. I'm sorry, look, I hit my foot. Look at here. Mm -hmm. Look look what they're doing. Right. They're making everybody do the right thing, go to church on Sunday. Well, well because everybody we've been doing, think we've been, that'd be okay. Right. We've been doing this for years, so it's it's the right thing. This is right thing. Because when it comes to the fourth commandment, no one wants to honor that except being said because Eventually, they're going to change the calendar, believe it or not. The yeah. calendar is going to be changed where Sunday is going to switch to Saturday. They're going to switch today. And real oh boy, when they do that, whoa, everybody will tell, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Because mm -hmm. you got to remember, by a national act enforcing the false Sabbath, they will give life and vigor to the corrupt faith of Rome. Reviving her tyranny and oppression of conscience. Then it will be time for God to work in mighty power for the vindication of his truth. Not Pope's truth, but God's truth. God's truth. Amen. Every country on the globe will be led to follow America. As America, the land of religious liberty, 
shall unite with the papacy in forcing their conscience and compelling men to honor the false, false Sabbath. The people of every country on the globe will be led to follow her example. But our people are not half awake to do all in their power with the facilities within their reach to extend the message of warning. So we got, we got to remember the dignitaries of the church and the state will unite. That's what they're doing now. Let me read this. The dignitaries of the church and state will unite to bribe, persuade, or compel all classes to honor the Sunday. The lack of divine authority will be supplied by oppressive enactments. Well, we can think about what's happening with the, what happened with the vaccine. They bribed people. They persuaded people. They compelled you. And today, right now, people are still getting sick, even with those vaccines and the boosters they have taken. So they're still getting ill, even though they're taking that. So we got to trust God 100%, not 99, not 95, but 100% to trust that his word is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, I am truth, and I am life. I know. You said in this, well, the Bible said, obey our leaders. He did say that. Until, Until our leaders conflict with his word. Conflict with the word. That's it. Conflict. Now, if you don't know the word, I can understand you don't see what's happening. Right. You don't see no conflict because you don't understand the word. But it's, it's coming to that. Oh, oh no, no it, 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 it may be some conflict behind this, but that's okay. It's okay. The truth is the life. That's right. The truth is the life. We got to remember, um, in the eyes of the known world, it will be new territory to burn from the often blood-soaked nations of Europe. It will spring up quietly, peacefully, like a lamb that was the United States. That's right. So, can you guess what nation of the new world arose into power, giving promise of strength and greatness that will fit the that will fit this description? Yeah, it was the United States that, back then. That will promise this this strength, um, the greatness. You don't have to work. The peace. I promise you all these wonderful things, mm -hmm. and suddenly it will happen. That's right. We gotta remember the pilgrims and settlers met up with the Indian tribes, but compared to the crowded cities and millions of old world, America was a wilderness. Well, people didn't know that. So the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution reflect those noble views because of these very principles, our nation became became great. Yes. They became great. They became great. That's what we. That's what people celebrate today. What is the Fourth of July? Independence Day. Independence Day. So that made us great. But do that stand today? No, because we are losing all the constitutional rights that they proclaimed back in 1776. That we had. That we had. We no longer have anymore. We don't have today. Right. We don't have today. And we're losing more and more each day. As all these 
Mm -hmm. mass shootings and all this stuff that happened. We, we don't even have any privacy anymore. No way. Do, we, do you really understand what it means when church and state reunite together? Do you really understand what, what what's going to happen? Then? They will control everything. That, that's right. That means that the government will control. Right. It will have your rights in its hands. Mm -hmm. It won't tell you what to do. Right. Oh. Oh, you know, but we don't believe that. They don't believe that. But it's happening. No, so you better start studying and let the Holy Spirit lead you let to understand the, it. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and show you in the Word. It's in the Word. It's right there. It's, a lot of people are scared and afraid of what will happen to them if they talk tell the truth what they speak about. It's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen to you anyway. It's, it's going to happen regardless of whether you want to believe it or not. Well, if you listen to the news, go through some research, what they talk about. Yeah, we need to all come together so we can unite as one. Climate control, all this. They want to use this as, okay, we need climate oh. control. We need to doing this thing with gun violence and all that, we, these laws. We should all come together, but all those kids got killed down there. Not one police raised their hand doing their about it, but they exactly. shot this sure. black man 60 times, but those all those kids got But we all should come together. What kind of together should we come? We need Jesus. Amen. We need that's Jesus. What we need. That's the only right. come together we need. We need our Heavenly Father. We need to get on our knees. We need to pray. More and more. We need to get on our knees. We need to call on our Heavenly Father. We don't we don't we don't need to come together unless we come together in prayer. That's it. Unless we come together calling on our Heavenly Father to take care and take over. Put him back. Put him right. back, put him back, put him back where he should be. And we're gonna need to come how we gonna look at what's happening. They talk call and tell like come we need to come together as a nation. As a global nation. Here you are, a school full of kids gets killed and nobody does anything, standing around and does nothing, and then they eight policemen shoot one, one man, man down sixty rounds go to him and a whole school of kids get killed and they talk about come together. We need Jesus. Amen. That's right. Yes, we do. And we're going to take a break. Oh, yeah. I'm getting carried away. That's all right. We understand that. But we want you to keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. Please. Put your hands together for JDI recording artist, Pastor Norman Hutchins. Can we have some church? Turn to your neighbor and tell them God is up to something. Come on, clap your hands. God is up to something. To something, yeah. God is up to something. 
God is up to something. So get ready, get ready for your miracle. Bible study hour. 
Uh, and we're right. talking about the National Sunday Law. That's right. That's right. We got to remember, Sabbath keepers will be victims of persecution. Yes. Conscious obedience to the word of God will be treated as rebellion. Blinded by Satan, the parent will exercise harshness and severity severity towards the believing child. The master of mistress will oppress the commandment keeping servant. Affection will be alienated. Children will be disinherited and driven from their homes. The words of Paul will be literally fulfilled. We're going to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12. Indeed, all who delight in piety and are determined to live a devoted and godly life in Christ, Jesus will meet with persecution, will be made to suffer because of their religious stand. Right. The Bible that, says it. Right. And that's, and, and that's what they, they did to Jesus. Yeah, exactly. That's what they did to Jesus. The, the Christians was the one that done what? So, so you know, that kind of makes you wonder, you know, if we are wrong, why are we being persecuted? Correct. Mm. Yeah, we're persecuted wrong, back then because they stood for right. the right. They stood for truth in right. God's word. Right. Bible-believing Christian. Right. So you're intimidated by what's right. That's correct. You can't be intimidated by wrong. Exactly. So yeah. as the defenders of truth refuse to honor the Sunday Sabbath, some of them will be thrust into prison. Some will be exiled. Some will be treated as slaves. And some will be, what you said, will be killed. Be exiled. They put it pretty, pretty nice, but that's I call it just exiled. That's ex right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the mark of the beast? John was called to behold a people distinct from those who worship the beast or his image by keeping the first day of the week. The observance of this day is the mark of the beast. So Sunday is the mark of her authority. Sunday, our mark of authority is what they say. The church is above the Bible. And this transference of Sabbath observance is proof of that fact. That's what they're saying. From the Catholic record of London, Ontario, that is what they claim. That's what they claim. That's, now, that's you, Catholic. That, there you go right there. That's what I was saying before. It is not no 666. You just heard it from the word. You heard it from the word that Sunday is a what? Is the mark of the beast. Is the mark of the beast. Okay. That's correct. So when can a person receive the mark of the beast? Yeah. When, when the national law is enforced. The when, national Sunday right. law, is, it's not enforced yet. It's not enforced yet. But people can receive the mark. Not, 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 not if you're already going to church on Sunday. You can't receive something you're already doing. But if God's people that is going to church on Saturday, turn their back on the fourth commandment, then they have, they will receive the mark of the beast. That's right, because I remember the Sunday keeping is not yet the mark of the beast. Right, it's and not it will yet. will not be until the decree goes forth. 
called the man to worship this idol Sabbath. Right. And they will enforce it. We don't know when it's going to happen. But, but it you will. keep looking at the news, keep watching, and prophecy will be fulfilled. There are, yes, they're talking about Sunday law, and they're finding every way in the world to enforce it. Every little piece is itching up to that, including uh, uh, rest mm -hmm. day, including uh, every vaccine, vaccine, the way that they've done that. Yeah. Because uh, you can see the way they force, almost force people and scared people. And they get, they fear, if I don't take this vaccine, I'm going to die. Well, it, it, not only that, when they force you, you take it or you lose your job. You that take too. it or you can't work. There were people who lost their jobs over this vaccine. That's right. And that's forcing that's, you. That's bribery. That's persuading. That's all of that. You know, that's what people got to yeah. understand. I mean, it, it's, it's uh, uh, my mother always used to say anything that the government gives you free is not free. It's not free and it's not worth having. It's a price to pay. Always. And I, always. I found that out to be true. So anything that they give you, it's because they're itching in on your privacy. They already doing it. I never had one of those government phones because they're Itching in on your privacy. Yes. If they give in. you that phone and they give you the minutes, they are able to listen. They are able to know everything that you do. Anything else that they do. I mean, I, uh, I know you said, well, what are you talking about? You know, if you got this, if you got that, they know, yes, that's true. They that's true. do. You can't hide from them. That's true. But if it's theirs, they can listen in on everything. Well, what people got to understand, because you have a social security number is enough yes. to put you on any kind of list and they will find you. Yeah, oh, yeah. And so, so, because this is the kind of world we're living in, because it it's is. Been, Satan is setting up his castle now. He sure is. And this is why God tells us to be in the world, but not of the world, neither the things of the world. Some things we need to do without because the world are putting putting them out there to lock us in. That's right. And do people who worship on Sunday have the mark of the beast now? No. No one will have the mark of the beast until Sunday worship becomes an issue forced by the law. What and it's coming. When it's been when it be made a law like it does like you must have a driver's license to operate yeah. an automobile. When it become a law like that, you got to have car insurance in order to drive that automobile. It's a law. Then we will be in trouble. So those who decide to follow the false teaching of the beast and worship on Sunday will receive the mark of the beast. That's what we got to understand. No one has yet received the mark of the beast. The testing time has not yet come. There are true Christians in every church, not accepting the Roman Catholic communion. None are condemned until they have had the light and have seen the obligation of the fourth commandment. So remember that you love the Lord. He's got people. Those who love the Lord will hear his he voice. He, the Lord said, Come out of her, my people. Right. The Lord said, My people will hear my voice. And they will. He got people in all all 
all the churches and they will hear his voice. When he's being called, they will hear his voice. His voice. It's all coming to an end, brothers and sisters. It's all coming to the end where God's going to call his people and they will hear. See, we got to remember God's people leave when need to leave the big cities. Yes. The time is not far distant when, like early disciples back then, we should be forced to seek a refuge in desolate and solitary places. As the siege of Jerusalem by the Roman army was a signal for flight to the Ju Ju Judean Christian, so the assumption of power on the part of our nation in the decree enforcing the papal Sabbath will be a warning to us. It will then be time to leave the large cities, preparatory to leaving the smaller ones for retired homes and scheduled places among the mountains. So in other words, to, as far as I'm concerned, I, you need to leave the cities now. Look what's happening to them. Yes, as he told Locke to go and tell his wife. His, his brother, his sister, his wife, and, and, wife and, and, and his, all his kids and their husband. Let get your kids and get out of the city. He told them to leave Solomon and Gomorrah. He right. told them to leave. He said, "I'm going to destroy them." The same way he's speaking to us today about the city. He said, "Leave because when things fall, they're going to suffer first yeah. because more people. I think California has some like eight billion people, oh, yeah. if I'm not wrong, don't quote me on that, but I think it's something like 8 billion people. Well, you think about 8 billion people, you got to feed, you got to give them housing. When things go down, I mean, really, it's starting in the big city. Yeah, there's not going to be enough food, enough housing, enough clothing, enough nothing to feed those people. There's going to be a lot of people that's going to do it. That's what God tell you to get out of the cities. Because he has instructed his people. That's right. To so take their families away from the cities. Right. So into the country. Into the country. So so you won't have to deal with the, the corruption that's going to go down when they go down. So he's warning his people uh, in the, his word uh, ahead of time so they can prepare for these things before they happen. And see, you know, living in the city, I mean, living in the country is a good thing. But what, what they call it now is retirement places. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and it's a great thing because you have the peace and the serenity and you can enjoy the beauty of surrounding you of what God has created. Well, you get to see what God has created. Yes. Where it's made the beauty of what God has created. The uh, city, uh, you don't see a lot of that. You see a lot of Concrete building, there's a lot of black pots, feet, a lot of concrete, uh, a lot of uh, man-made stuff, mm -hmm. and God's stuff has been removed, and man has put a lot of man-made stuff there, and you don't get to see what God has created. The country, you get to see the trees, the grass, the birds, the squirrels, the skunks, the deer, the fox, the ducks, all, all the ducks, and everything. You get to see, you get to see the trees built in the air, so you can have clean air. You yeah, the air is fresh in the country. Yeah, yeah, you can see all those things. There is no filter air in the city. You take California, you don't get to see the sky till noon. That's all right. the fog and stuff. 
you'll actually get to see God's character that round noon time. Hey, that cannot be good for you. And you tell me you like that? No, I, I can't say I, I like anything like that. So it's like I tell you, we need to go to a country where there's more care, uh, air, more care for everything for you. Exactly. See, we got to remember that God's air is fresher in the country because you breathe in clean air. You know, that smoke and all the fog is not good for your lungs. And the older you get, the worse it gets on you. Yeah. And the vehicles that they left me That's right. You're talking about the vehicles that... The factories that surround you. All that, all that stuff is not good for you. So uh, that's why God has to be able to move. And then, of course, uh, uh, everything else included is, is more of So God asks the people uh, to, move, to move out from the city. And that is correct. Um, you got to remember, in the city, you got so much entertainment. You don't even have time to sit down and study God's Word. Because if you're not running over here to the mall, or you're not going to the zoo, or doing all kinds of things for entertainment, or even the theater, then you look up, you're so tired from working and entertainment, you can't even think about studying God's yeah, Word. Well, yeah, you can't uh, have any... Uh what you call uh, 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 quiet time. Yes, uh, serenity. Uh, serenity, yeah, that's right. why I'm looking for time with God, see, because the city is so outgoing, so busy, so... Lights and uh, sound yeah, and sound, all of that constant. Uh, that you just can't find any quiet time with God. This nope. is why another reason why you tell you to move out of the city so you can find that quiet time where you can sit and meditate and talk with Him. Yeah, yeah, you beautiful. That, you know, and, and not be so big all the time. There's so many good reasons why you yeah, should live out, out of the city. So uh, many good reasons. Yeah. So, and, and of course, to the end times, if you read his words, he recommends that uh, very highly for his people. Yes, he does. You got to remember, a large number of Sunday keepers will join God's people. See, now the rays of light penetrate everywhere. The truth is seen in its clearness. And the honest children of God sever, sever the bands which have held them. Family connections, church relations are powerless to stay them now. Truth is more precious than all besides. Notwithstanding the agencies combined against the truth, a large number take their stand upon the Lord's side. Upon the Lord's side. Oh, yes. So just because you go to church on Sunday, you will hear God's voice. Take heed to it when you hear it. Take heed to it. Be still, because God has a soft voice. Be right. still so you'll know that He is God. And you can hear His voice when He speaks. That's right. You got to remember that many laid to rest before the time of trouble. The Lord has often instructed me that many little ones are to be laid away before the time of trouble. We should see our children again. We should meet them and know them in the heavenly courts. So put your trust in the Lord and be not afraid. So I know what's happening with a lot of these children. It's a purpose for it. We got a lot of trouble, troubling times that's coming. 
And God is laying his little angels to rest. Yes. He's laying them to rest. A lot of us don't realize that wherever shape your mind is in, when you lean and die and, and rest, when you wake up, that's what's going to be there. Exactly. That's what's so, going to be on your mind. When you die with, on your mind, when you awaken before Christ, that's what's going to be on your mind. So you got to have it right. You got to have it correct. You got to have die with a mind of holiness, faithfulness, and righteousness. So you can awaken with that on your mind. You don't want to awaken with the wrong thing and, and on your mind because when you do, we won't be headed in the right place. That is correct. That is correct. Now, we talk about the old people. It's not always a safe, always safe to ask for unconditional healing. He knows whether or not those for whom petitions are offered will be able to endure the trial and test that will come upon them if they live. He knows the end from the beginning. Many will be laid away to sleep before the fiery ordeal of the time of trouble should come upon our world. See, uh, just, just close to what I was just speaking about before you read that. Mm -hmm. See, God knows who's going to be able to handle this. Yes, he does. This about to come upon the sea, and mm -hmm. he knows the one that can't. So sometimes when we lose a loved one, it's because God knows what's about to come up on us. That person cannot handle it. So he allowed them to go to rest until it's time to have your permanent home. That is so, so nice to know that. Yes, it is. Because he knows. That's and, right. And so when we lose our loved ones, the most important thing is that they know Jesus. Yeah. That they stand on the Lord's side. That's what I, we should pray for. Mm -hmm. Is not, Lord, don't let them die. Lord, don't. Lord, fix it where they know you before they leave this world. That's right. Fix it where they'll be all right with you That's right. before they leave this world. Amen. Lord. Well, most importantly, that's what you need to pray for. Yeah. Lord, let them be in your life. Before they leave this world. That's what God pray for. Because we can't get to heaven if we don't die. That's so we can't right. get there if we don't leave this world here. We can't make it to the other side. So we have to leave here to even think about getting there. So if you leave here in God's hand, you are, you are right. You are right. You are right. So that's what we always pray for is God. Let it be your whatever your will is, let that be. That's right. So we just want to thank you for joining us. We're going to come back Wednesday because the Lord's will for more of the National Sunday Law Part 2. Yeah. But we want to come back with closing prayer and give you our email address. So we want you to keep it locked in on LPJ64. With Mr. and Mrs. Sweet thing, we're going to play another song before we... And if you got time, pick up this book, uh, The National... Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, when you come back, let me do this I'm song. I'm let you know my about wife, the National Sunday Law book and where to get it. My wife always say I talk a little too much.
my I know I do. Makes no difference what you're going through. You're gonna make it. God's gonna see you through. Hold your head up. Put a smile on your face.
God got a blessing. Yeah. Your God name got a blessing with my name on it. Oh yeah, He got blessed with all my name on it. Right. All we got to do is be obedient, and we can receive it. Mm-hmm. We'll receive it. So we just want to thank you for joining us tonight, right here on LPJ sixty four with Mister and Mister Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. And before we go to prayer and the email, we're going to tell you about the book, the National Sunday Law. You can purchase that on Amazon, and it's by Jan McCusis, that's M-A-R-C-U-S-S-E-N. Again, you can purchase the National Sunday Law on Amazon, and the author is A-Jan McCusis, M-A-R-C-U-S-S-E-N. So get that. That, read that and educate yourself. And it's got Bible scriptures and everything in it. Yeah, it's, it takes you to the Bible. We're not going to give you anything to read that doesn't take you back to the Holy Word. Right. I don't believe in anything that somebody else wrote and said, hey, that's about. If it don't take you to the Bible, we don't read it. That's correct. Because it's not the truth. Only what takes you back to God's word. We thank you again for being with us tonight. And uh, we'll see you again this week. We'll see you again Wednesday, same time. Monday, I mean Wednesday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Also before prayer, we'll give you our email address if you have anybody questions or even where to get the book from for prayer. You can email us at robtgina fifty and gmail.com. Right. So, uh, may God bless you. And we're going to close out with prayer. Yeah, we're going to close out with prayer. And may God bless you. And you have a good uh, fourth of July night. Okay. Right. Let's bow ahead. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight. Thank you, Lord, for this night that we have had the opportunity again to get together and, and, uh, and Christ with all the brothers and sisters and read your word and learn about you, Father, and learn about uh, what is the Sabbath and what does it mean. Mm-hmm. And it means that it's the day that you have chosen, blessed, and, and, and made it all made it holy, Father, a day that we can be with you. A day that you've chosen that we can sit and talk and Put all things to the side. Let everything drop. Drop everything and be with you and talk with you and tell you our troubles and, and pray and, and, and just lift you up, Father. A day that, that, that lets the world know that you are the Heavenly Father, that you have created all things, and that we worship you and honor you as our Heavenly Father. We thank you for this night, Father, that you allow us to be here in good health to serve you again and praise your name. And we thank you for that, Father. And we thank you for allowing us to see this day come and go again, Father. We know it's all because of you that you have given us this opportunity. You have blessed us and given us our mercy to have this evening together. We thank this. Uh, uh, this evening, uh, company news, and we uh, appreciate this, Father. 
me. He said that Heavenly Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit for this evening. We thank you so much. Amen. Amen. And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. And have a blessed night. Be safe. Be safe.